Go beyond the superficial. Go beyond the noise. And Hype delivers business knowledge gained from developing and manufacturing hundreds of products, working with high-growth entrepreneurs from all over the world. Focus skills and passion into innovative ideas. Take control. Become the engineer of your own life. Transform product ideas into business realities. This is And Hype. Transform product ideas into business reality. My name is Callie Keen, and this is End Hype. You are building your empire. You're building your future and success on rented land. Facebook can ruin your business. Why? Well, first, let me tell you a story. Now, recently, Facebook blanked out for almost the day. That was pretty bad for some people. In the past, people have come to me or I have friends who have told me Facebook has suspended their account. Sometimes this was... During an important launch or a sales season, Black Friday, Christmas, whatever holiday that their brand celebrates, sometimes this was forever. What would you do? What would you do if you could never run ads, grow your community, or message your weird aunt ever again? Would you crumble, be okay, or would you continue to dominate? That's what we're going to get into on this episode of End Hype. I'm going to talk to you about how to get past the treadmill, how to own your own destiny, and how to get beyond what little success that Mark is giving you. So first, let's set the stage. Facebook ads work. For all the starting e-com people, you product launch people listening who've been burned by ads, I know that a lot of you have tried ads and you say, hey, Callie, you know, Facebook ads don't work. The ads work. An entire ecosystem of businesses have formed to use and support the use of Facebook ads. Billions, but billions are made from ads. Established businesses, at first, everybody was fairly skeptical of Facebook, just like they were skeptical of Facebook, uh, Google ads in in the beginning. And I, I mean, I could guarantee that forever ago, the same flavor of person was skeptical of TV ads or radio ads or cuneiform clay tablet ads, whatever, when they were first available, the conversation has shifted. I mean, you can see it. Major brands advertise on social media platforms. They just might have different goals than you. But in general, in a whole, the ads work. If they didn't work, they would have come and gone. That's not really the problem. Uh, if your ads don't work, your offer, your creative, your targeting is probably terrible. If people are clicking on the ads, but you aren't seeing growth, if people aren't spreading the joyous news of your incredible existence, if people aren't buying for themselves and buying for the people in their life, your your landing page or your product is probably terrible. The concept of ads or Facebook ads is not the problem. Ads work. The problem is deeper. This is an existential problem. It's a problem at the level of you staying in business, you staying relevant, you staying in the game. The problem is we want to own and not rent. We want to own our future. I want you to be the owner and not the tenant of your success. Create ownership by having a real business. Create and retain customers for longer than an ad click and a quick impulse buy. I mean, that all sounds great, but but why? 
Why worry about engagement and nurturing and user-generated content and referrals and emails and content and all those things when you could just fire off an ad and get 6x ROAS? Well, first of all, you're probably not getting a 6x return on ad spend. Second, I'm not even convinced that ROAS is even important. It's, it's not even important as a measurement of success. But the real reason is this. If you rely mostly on ads and Facebook ads seems to be the e-commerce focus at the moment. It's what everybody's putting in their course and their coaching. That's what they're talking about on their podcasts and on their YouTube. It's what everybody seems to really be pushing. If you rely mostly on Facebook ads, you are mostly at risk of going out of business. Why? It's not because the competition is going up. I mean, sure, in 2016, I could post a picture of a banana in a toilet and I could sell hoodies. Today, I have to be a little bit more sophisticated. Ad costs continue to rise as advertisers enter the market, but that's not the problem. We can dominate the competition. The problem is ownership. You do not own the channel. I have a similar problem with Amazon's probably topic for a completely another episode of the podcast, but you're renting access. If a platform decides to ban you, block you, compete against you, what will you do? Maybe you're just starting or maybe you're well-established, but entrepreneurs create businesses to create money and to own the opportunity. You might have an idea around creating impact for your community. You might have... You might call this opportunity that you're creating freedom, freedom to play the game, freedom to have your own time, to really own your own destiny. However, you see that, however, and whatever the purpose or rationale building your business on someone else's is a risk. You need a holistic marketing and sales strategy for growth, not funny meme ads to get more clicks. You need to create a system to engage customers for future sales. You need to use Facebook ads and advertising in general for what it is, a scale tactic. It is a tactic to get more traffic. Grow and scale what works. If you have measured and refined what you can support and will support the life and business you want, without thought and strategy, you're scaling inefficiencies. You're scaling mediocrity. Right? We need to look at what our business is and constantly work on that. And we need to offer that at scale using ads as just simple that. They're just to get traffic. They're to get more attention. And we're going to go all the way through and we're going to talk about ways of getting more attention. But if you just have a garbage business, you have a garbage offer, you have a mediocre product, or you're doing the same things as everyone else, why would you be extraordinary when you're doing the ordinary? Why would you want to spend a ton of money scaling the same thing that everyone else has? Why would you choose to compete on equal footing when we know that deep down you have the knowledge, you have the connections, you have the idea for an unfair advantage? We want to scale success. We don't want to scale mediocrity. Even when successful, Facebook ads will ruin your business. You will be reliant, you will be controlled, you will be owned, and you will be at risk. They will cover up the problems, they will cover up the inefficiencies, they'll cover up the shortcomings of what you are doing by just throwing more money at it. So the ads will help you over-index something that just really probably shouldn't exist. So if that's true, what should we do? Should we shun ads? 
Hell no. We're entrepreneurs. We're going to use every resource possible to be successful. I'm not shutting down opportunities. I'm opening up possibilities. I want you to build your business on eternal principles. Many aspects, needs, desires, mechanisms of life will always be true. At least in the short perspective of our lives and business, some concepts for practical purposes are eternal. And I want to talk about a few of those today. I want to share three of my eternal principles. So the first one being brand. I want my friends, I want my clients, I want myself to build a business on values, something that will support your dreams, your ideal future. I want you to build a business that serves people you care about. It solves a real problem your people have, and it contributes to a meaningful change in their life. Great brands have passionate advocates because they own the emotion felt when a problem is solved. They master selling significance, belonging, comfort, growth. They master something simple beyond features, beyond benefits, beyond the color. They master selling something powerful and human. Another eternal principle is the vehicle of what you're you're selling. So you can call this a product. You could call this a service. You could call this and roll it up in something more generic. We call it an offer. What are we actually providing? Until your offer is so good that people share it, your product is just good enough. And good enough is commoditized. You have good enough around every corner. How can you break free of the treadmill of average, the break free of the treadmill of spending money, more and more money on ads every single month? Look, we can find, because of the ads, we can find good enough is forced on us everywhere. It's around every corner. You see it. You, you go on one site, you're you're going to see a million things like that. How can we break free of that cycle? How can we be better than our supposed competitors? Great products are not about being the most technologically powerful, having the best feature set, even relaying benefits or price. Those things don't reign supreme. Average companies try to compete by optimizing or increasing these average strategies. They say, hey, I'm going to have a slightly cheaper price, or I'm going to do luxury positioning. I'm going to have a, a nicer bottle. Like I, I'm going to have one more feature. It, these are just vanilla competitive strategies. These are small tweaks that can make you operate a little bit on the side of what is already accepted. But extraordinary results require extraordinary approaches. How can you couple brand an emotion with an offer so good that customers come to you through content and referrals. I always ask clients, how, how, many, how many clients are you getting? How many customers are you getting based on referrals? What's your net promoter score? And if they don't know, this is one of the biggest levers to pull. It's one of the biggest indicators of health of a great brand is that a significant percentage of your customers should be returning and then they should be bringing new customers to you. I think we would need a whole day to discuss this, but here, look, create incredible products playing on the passion and aspirations and needs of a very specific audience. The product and business complexity much match your ability to execute. Look, people create wildly complicated things 
They're never able to execute on them. They're never able to put it actually into the market. And when they do, it's broken. It's half ass. Simple starts fortunes. Lazy people. I didn't say stupid people. Sometimes brilliant people, but lazy people create complexity and they blame resources. Oh, the market wasn't ready for me. I just didn't have the team. I couldn't get the investment that I needed. True brilliance comes from looking at the resources that you have available and being resourceful to pull in new resources based on your vision. It means creating something that is valuable that you can actually put out, something that can be world-class, that can stand out. Like It's actually possible. I talk to people every single week that are trying to do something that is just not feasible for the resources that they have. I would like to help them, but I could just do that as a business. There's no, they're not bringing anything to the table. They're not using their past experience. They're not using the knowledge that they've acquired through whatever job or degree that they, they, they've picked up. They're not using their personal network. They, they're not using the power and strength of their own foundation. They've just come up with a shower thought and, th- and think hey, if I executed this and then I ran a bunch of ads, like I I would be successful. But it might take hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars to get there when they know from their personal experience something simple that could create them as much money as they ever needed. So a lot of what coaching ends up being is walking people through that and finding their brilliance, creating a real offer, creating a real profit, a real product that creates a real profit. You know, so look, the final principle, this is really simple. We can dress this up however you want it. We can make it sound fancy. We can make it sound simple, but it's just this. It's attention. People don't know you. If you're pushing the product to the market with ads, what happens when the ads stop? How do you stay on top of mind? How do you capture attention in the first place? You need attention. If you're relying on ads, you're relying on renting from digital landlords. If you're relying on ads, you are competing with everyone from major corporations to some some kid, Dustin the dropshipper in Iowa. Both ends of the spectrum spend more money than you're willing to. The corporation has infinite money proportional to you for just awareness, and these dropshippers have more money than you're willing to spend because they just go out of business after a couple months. They just blow through their, quote, investment money and then move on. If you want attention, content creates a conversation. Content can continue the conversation. I speak with all these people that want attention, but they have absolutely nothing to say. Get on these platforms. There's so many of them. Practice speaking. Practice communicating with your community. Build up some level of credibility This feeds into our work on the principles of brand. It feeds into our work on the principles of product. It feeds into everything else. A thousand years from now, learning to communicate will still be important. The method or the channel will have changed, but the principle of it will stay the same. With my content, I focus more on principles, frameworks, and strategies than specific methods or tactics but it's because specific methods are going to change over time. But needing attention to scale will always 
be true. As for strategies, I understand attention like this. People own audiences. Or more accurately, their influence owns access to an audience's attention. Mark owns their Facebook feed, but someone else owns their heart and mind. If we really understand and serve a group of people, we know who those people are. For every group and every product, there's a Michael Jordan. Someone so influential, their collaboration would change the nature of your business and life. If you understand the principles of attention, if you understand the concept that people buy from people, if you understand that a single relationship could change everything, why are you obsessing about ads? Why are you not obsessing about becoming the type of person and business that the right people want to collaborate with? Why are you not spending a significant amount of time roadmapping out that strategy? If you know that there's a better, scalable, and essentially free way of getting as much attention as you possibly can stand, and you know that that can grow at different levels, why are you not working to pursue that? Why are you using the same strategy that everyone else is? Why are you competing on equal footing? So wrapping up, what would you do if Facebook went away? What would you do if Facebook, YouTube, etc. banned you? This is what I want you to do. I want you to build an iconic brand. I want you to create a magnetic offer. And I want you to develop scale through relationships. Stop renting your success. My name is Callie Keen. This is End Hype.